Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, how is everyone today? Anyone has any questions, any issues, anything like to bring up to my attention? Yunga usually has some insights that she can share with us. Hmm? I'm sure she has questions. Okay, um, no questions? Mm -hmm. Nothing bothers you? Okay, then um, let's go to the song enlightenment. Uh, we've been neglecting this. Uh, we're on uh, page uh, slide number 83. Uh, so the master now says, Who's without thought? Who's without birth? Mm. 84. Uh, without thought. Um, uh, who's able to be without thought is to be able to enter samadhi. Samadhi is a state of concentration. We all are trying to uh, develop the skills to enter and to hone our skills. Uh, without thoughts, meaning that you're able into, to enter the state where the mind becomes still and it no longer produces thoughts, okay? And therefore, it's a highly desirable state uh, that requires uh, training, okay? It doesn't happen uh, naturally because of the nature of our existence. Uh, we here, especially in the Sahara world, because we're here to pay off our debts, to repay our karmic debts. And therefore, therefore, part of our repayment process is not simply uh, paying our mortgages, uh, but also, uh, but also uh, producing thoughts. We think and think and think. That's a form of karmic harassment. Okay, mm. so we undergo that, and and um, so those who have uh, blessings uh, would uh, be able to take a break from it. Those without blessings are constantly harassed by having thoughts, by having worries, by being stressed out by all sorts of things. And we all know it. Life becomes more stressful, becomes more overwhelming, doesn't get any better. It doesn't matter how wise you become, how older you become, how richer you become, you become more stressed out. You become more overwhelmed. And it's funny that our teachers, our parents, uh, don't dare bring it up. They only talk about you being successful, you uh, getting what you want, pursuing your dreams, your goals, but they don't tell you that uh, you'll be overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed by external things that um, make you produce thoughts, that incite you to think, to produce thoughts incessantly. 
And that's the nature of our lives, our existence. Okay? Uh, and people, people don't, uh, don't talk about it because there's not much they can do. Uh, all they do, all they can do, all normal, ordinary people can do is distract themselves. Instead of being harassed, overwhelmed by undesirable thoughts, they chase after things that they like, that are more desirable. So they're substituting undesirable thoughts with desirable thoughts. That's the worldly technology, yes? You work so hard at work, and you worry about work, and after work, what do you do? You worry about entertaining yourself. And, and so it's, it saddens me you know, to see how simple it is, this important concept where we need to take a break and not have thoughts, not produce thoughts. How about doing it once in a while? Take a break. Okay? And yet, uh, we're not taught that uh, our, our smart people, our intellectuals, can't even do it. That's why they don't know the importance of being without thought. The emphasis here, I can't emphasize this enough, we need to take a break. Being without thought is to take a break. And the only way to do it is to enter samadhi. In Buddhism, in China, we call it samadhi, where the thoughts, depending on your, where you are, wherever level you are, you're producing those types of thoughts. And it's important for us okay, to be able to take a break and stop producing thoughts. That is very, very critical for our well-being. We're not talking about enlightenment. We're not talking about something lofty. We're talking about simple maintenance, the importance of being without thoughts. I'm sure that Master Yung Chia here is bragging a little bit. He says, who is without thought like me? Okay, I have no thoughts. <laughs> but I'm not interested in that. I'm more interested in pointing out to you, before you get to this level, you can be without thoughts, and without thoughts, without thoughts. Is that clear? And he's, a little bit, he's bragging a little bit because he's still quite, he can't say he's without thoughts either. Okay, the, the kind that he has, because his level, he still produces thoughts. Okay, until you become a Buddha, we all produce thoughts. Okay, let's face it, let's stop mystifying this and say, you know, I'm so cool, I'm enlightened, I don't produce thoughts. Yeah. And those are, uh, uh, that's for marketing purposes. Okay, uh, we. Don't beat around the bush. We spit it out. Okay? Uh, we have thoughts, but we can take a break from having thoughts. That's very, very important.
for your sanity. Okay? And again, uh, you do this by developing the skills to enter samadhi. So it's very important for you uh, at this without thought, it has a two, uh, from, you can look at it from two aspects. Number one, okay, hmm. do you have the skills to be without thoughts? Okay, meaning can you enter samadhi at will? Can you stop being a victim of life, of the circumstances, of your wife, uh, of your girlfriend? Sorry, I only react to my thought arises. <laughs> okay, you see, it's so important that we develop the ability to say, no, I'm not going to think about it, and you can enter samadhi. That's what Chan is about. And number two, something, this is a little bit beyond your uh, control, that is how long you can stay in samadhi. That's also important. Because as long as you are without thoughts, guess what? It's similar to Thank you very much. It's similar to you're sleeping at night. This is when your body repairs itself. So the length of your being without heart also matters. If your body needs to sleep five, six hours a night, certainly not eight or seven, okay? And that's pff, scientists, physicians are confused about, okay? The amount of sleep you need every night depends on how much your body needs to repair itself, how long it takes, would take your body to repair itself. Okay? Mm. And so it's no fixed numbers. Some nights it's five hours, some, you know, some for the people that the physicians measured, you know, on average they slept about seven, eight hours. Those are ordinary people. Okay? Uh, but for you, Chan practitioners, you need, you need uh, much less sleep. Okay? Uh, because, because as you stop thinking at night, you reduce your thinking at night, your body repairs itself faster. Okay? So, so similarly, when you enter samadhi, your, your mind thinks even less than during sleep. That's why the body repairs itself so much faster when you are in samadhi. You're not impressed. Never mind. Okay, I know. I know what you want. Okay, yeah, YouTube question. Good morning, Master. Good morning, Victor, uh, sister. 
And we have a question from Christopher. Master, I find that unpleasant memories of past negative experiences would arise during meditation. If we can't enter samadhi at will, is there another way to drop our thoughts? Yeah, uh, let's speak about specific things that you can learn to drop. For example, unpleasant memories. I'm sure that most of you have had such experiences. You have unpleasant experiences, unpleasant memories, unpleasant thoughts. What did you do yourself to stop them from arising? Hmm? Yes, macho nacho. Two. Uh, thank you, Master. So, when I have negative thoughts, uh, it's, uh, like, it's easier for me to start reciting Amitofo or Wanjin Pusa. Okay. Does it work? Um, yeah, I don't know why I think that those thoughts are in mind, so, so I start reciting and it's easier. Okay. Okay. Uh, why does it work? I think it's because I feel I need, that's the time I feel I need to recite. Because if I'm happy, I don't feel, if I'm having a thought that is pleasant, I don't feel I need to recite. But if I'm having a negative thought, I feel I have to recite. So in other words, when you're happy, you don't need chant. You only recite and you need to chant only because you have unhappy. I know I need it all the time. But don't make excuses. <laughs> <laughs> you know the only one. I'm the same way. <laughs> Unlike you, I'm unhappy all day. That's why I have to. <laughs> I'm so much work. You know. Anyway, uh, absolutely. Okay, that's one way. One way is to fight poison with poison. Okay. Remember, I talk, uh, the, of the concept I talked about earlier, I brought up earlier, I said, we are here because we have to undergo our karmic retribution. Okay? And they come, quite often they come in the form of thoughts, mental harassments. Okay? So, ordinary people uh, take a beating and they don't know what else to do. Whereas we can fight poison with poison. If thoughts arises, we produce another thought to counter it. That's one way. Okay? If you do that, uh, one of the uh, consequences is that thoughts will, those types of negative thoughts will lessen, will be less frequent, will become infrequent until actually one day they stop arising. And then uh, others, negative thoughts, will have a chance. <laughs> okay? Equal opportunity here. Uh, all right? What are other ways can you, can you, can you uh, stop negative thoughts from arising? Repent. Excellent. Okay? I heard repentance. Okay, very Buddhist thing. But these people, most people here, uh, actually most of you are Buddhists. <laughs> okay, what, are the, what, what about the people who do not believe in repentance? Uh, 
What else can they do? Hmm? Six. Yeah, when my thinking comes up, then I have to remember that that thinking is false. It's a metaphor, Master, uh, so uh, when the thought arises, we have to contemplate that our thoughts are false. Um, therefore, we don't run after, chase after the thought. You have to have uh, the clear mind in this situation, do not believe in your thought. No, I don't want you to do that. You're still using your brains. You say, this thought here is false. So, meaning you're still producing thoughts. Hmm? When a thought arises, you are false. See the problem right away? So you are still fighting thoughts with, with the counter-thought. Hmm? Thought arises, you say, you are false. You're still using your intellect. Okay? Be careful. You don't need to do that. Instead, yesterday, uh, five. Um, one, uh, Master, I think one way that has helped me is um, when uh, bad memories come up, I tell myself I'm afflicted, and then I just keep saying that, and, and then eventually it, it dies down. That's also producing thoughts. It's more like, uh, he says, when a thought arises, the mm, bad, you know, a, a negative thought arises. A self thought us, makes him suffer. He says, I'm suffering. I'm afflicted. So very much like you're taking, like the Catholics, they take that, uh, the whip and whip themselves. I'm afflicted. I'm afflicted. I'm afflicted. Okay? Too Catholic. Okay? No need. No need to do it. Just because you acknowledge it. You should acknowledge it when you're with someone else. It's, oh, you make me suffer so much. That is that works, okay? Uh, but if you don't, but you don't need necessarily need to whip yourself by producing more thoughts. I'm afflicted. I'm afflicted. Okay, uh, because the same process. You're still producing thoughts. Okay, what I ask you to do, and this is very important for, for all of you, for most of you, is that when you have thoughts that bother you, okay, can I put it this way, and please don't get offended, be a man and take it and do nothing. Bear it, endure it.
Very much like your mom is, I love you, son. Eat some more. Eat. Hmm? And what do you do? You say, I'm afflicted. I'm afflicted. <laughs> or for her, you my mom, so I'm going to bear with this. <laughs> no need. Just endure it, okay? Endure, endure it. That's all. How do you endure it? Don't eat. Because <laughs> you get fat. That's all you're going to do. <laughs> I'm kidding, okay? The point here is don't get afflicted. Don't produce thoughts. Just bear it. Just do nothing during meditation. Okay? And that is the Chan training. Okay? Uh, you and we endure until when because when you endure guess what it builds up yes or no it builds up more thoughts of those thoughts arise and then even the the increase in frequency the increase in intensity and and it really bothers you okay and you still endure that's all you do Okay? And you endure, 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 endure until you can't take it anymore. You go crazy. That's when you file for divorce. Okay? Uh, or you tell, hey, mom, that's enough. Go back home. <laughs> okay? <laughs> because that's a point where you say, enduring this will not help her anymore. See that? Because she's seeing it's not working. So if I continue, she will, uh, will suffer more. So you stop it. Okay. Got that? Okay, so don't think. Don't rationalize. It's wrong to rationalize. Yes, in principle, the thoughts are empty, they're not real, so forth. But you don't, but you don't, Use that as an excuse to beat them up. You just endure. Hmm? Hmm. And then, and then uh, another way is for you uh, to uh, ignore it and enter samadhi at your level. You don't need to do anything. You simply enter samadhi. Yes, way mountain. Is that me? Okay, thank you. Um, I have some additional um, uh, YouTube uh, comments. Uh, Diego Alfonso says, Amitabha Master, when I meditate and thoughts arise, I feel tired and it's easy for me to drop the thoughts. But at the same time, when I want to recite the Buddha's name, I feel tired as well, and prefer to just do nothing instead of reciting. Should I put more effort and vigor into reciting? Thank you, Master. It varies. It, it depends on, on, it depends. 
Okay. Sometimes you can simply drop it. Sometimes you can simply recite something else. Sometimes you can enter samadhi. Sometimes you can't. So you you do whatever. You try different things. This is why we 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 giving you, we providing you with with uh, so many different skills, different tools for you to try, because it doesn't always work. It depends. Okay. Some days it's better. Some days you feel very close to the Buddha, so you recite the Buddha and all, and you know you can concentrate on the Buddha's name only. Or sometimes a mantra works in fighting them, beating them back. Sometimes a mantra is not strong enough to beat back your ghosts, your harassing ghosts. Okay? Uh, so that's why it varies. And that's why you need to be flexible. And that's part of the fun, by the way. Okay? It's like you're solving a problem, you have a problem, you have different ways to try to solve it. You have, you have new tools, you can try tools that to experiment. Okay? That's part of the fun. Don't forget that. Okay? And you try new things, that's how you learn. The attitude is when, when you realize that you have these challenging thoughts, thoughts that harass you, okay, that you're not supposed to have. You're not supposed to be a victim, but you can have tools, you can try to resolve them. Be proactive. Stop being a victim. Yes, Hui Mountain. Good morning, Master. What helps me is I just turn off the thought. And what you're doing, you, when you do that, you're commanding your brain is commanding your mind to do something, whether you follow it or not. So to me, it's like uh, a thought comes on. It's like the room is dark. Now it's light. I turn it off. It's now back to dark. You just cut it off right there. And the reason you're going through this is thoughts are the subject matter is bothering you, and two, probably it's the repetitive nature of a, the thought occurring. So you don't want to do anything that's going to allow it to repeat and be habitual. So you just cut it off, the room's dark again, and that's it. Wow, that's impressive. Hmm. Love the beard, too. Oh. Impressive. That's very good. That's how you do it. That's another very effective way of handling it. Is that as soon as it arises, you know, he just said, as soon as it arises, I don't care. It doesn't have to make sense to me or not make sense to me. As soon as a thought arises, okay, all I need to know is that I chop it off. That's all I do. He doesn't need a reason. Like, for example, over there, whenever... She does something, she needs a reason. It has to make sense to her. And that's, that's, if that's the case, they will always be able to harass her. If you need a reason to stop, okay, then you're opening yourself. 
All you have to do, like Brady here, because for him it's very simple. He believes in a process. The magical, the magical bullet is that, is that you believe. You say, I don't want this, okay? So you chop it off. That's all. Doesn't even try to come up with a reason. Doesn't try to argue with it, to reason with it. That's what you're supposed to do. Very good. Okay? Hmm. And then it works right now, Brady, but eventually there will be some thoughts where you cannot cut off. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Then come back and, uh, and uh, I teach you. Don't think it's a, it's a one, there's a one cure-all for all their thoughts. It's not possible. Okay, there's no such a thing. This is why you, when you were, if you were to practice on your own, uh, the, uh, like the Hinayana practitioners, they hide away so that the further, the deeper they get into the forest, the fewer, if the fewer uh, uh, stimuli they will be exposed to. And that's why, they, that's how they produce your thoughts. That's why it takes them decades to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Basically, they're hiding, they're withdrawing. Okay? Uh, but, uh, but if they were to be trained, be, if they were to be taught properly, and they still pass it on to the people, they pass it on by going deeper and deeper. Uh, it's just, it's about not getting away, running away. It's a temporary thing. If you run away, the causes of the thoughts arising are still there. You simply are postponing them, that's all. Okay? Uh, and that, that's why Hinayana people, they, they, are, they suffer a lot more than, than they want to admit. As soon as they come back, they look at us and, oh, you guys are suffering. I don't want to be near you. Stay away from me. You see? Yeah. So they never resolved that kind of suffering. Yeah, but So they run away. Okay? That's not a very effective way because it takes a long, long time. Yes, Wei Mountain. Uh, Master, uh you told Brady that there's some thoughts you can't uh, uh, just cut off. Yeah. So uh, uh, those must be really heavy karmic obstructions, those thoughts, right? So uh, would repentance help with that? Yes. When there's something really, really heavy like Their that? Their repentance will weaken. Will weaken those, uh, those uh, karmic forces. Okay? Repentance really, really work. It's just that even if you don't see it, imperceptibly they weaken those harassing forces, okay? One by one, gradually and gradually, very much like a drop of water, you know, falling upon a rock, okay? You don't you may not see anything, but actually you're wearing it down, punching a hole into it eventually. That's how powerful repentances are. Okay? Believe. Okay? It really, really works. And this is why in Asia, the Asian women's 
the women love the impertinences because, because they themselves can see that they are more peaceful, they're much lighter and so forth. Okay? So learn, take it from them. It works for them. Anyone else? Yes, six. Phật, thưa Thầy, con niệm Phật đã lâu năm, cho nên là khi mà không có muốn vào công phu đi nữa, thì cái tiếng niệm Phật nó cũng liên tiếp, liên tiếp, nó nó khởi lên trong tâm. Nhưng mà mấy năm sau này đó, thì con trì thêm nhiều chú Đại Bi và chú Dược Sư. Thì bây giờ cái đầu con á, có khi thì nó lên tiếng niệm Phật, có khi là chú Đại Bi, có khi là chú Dược Sư. Thì con cứ để yên như vậy, tự nhiên cho nó muốn làm gì thì làm, hay là con cần phải làm gì khác ạ? À? Amitabha Master, so I am a long time uh, residing Buddha name. Um, so uh, even if I don't want to go do attend ceremony, but uh, the sounds of the Buddha names is uh, constantly uh, arise in my mind. And uh, recent years, I have been uh, adding on to my list is um, Great Compassion Mantra and recite uh, Medicine Master Mantra. And somehow, sometimes in my head, the thought of the Buddha names arise, and sometimes is a great compassion mantra, and sometimes is medicine master mantra. So uh, during this time where the thoughts arise, do I, when the thoughts arise, do I um, do nothing, or what do I have to do, master? Sounds like chaos, anarchy. No. Well, mine used to be simple, Amitofo, Amitofo. Now it's like Amitofo, and then wait, wait, maybe It's so much chaos in her head. I think she's regressing. No? Wait, Mom, is a question or commentary? Oh, uh, yeah, I just uh, wanted to say, last time uh, I was here for uh, Medicine Buddha Repentance, uh, I thought it was great. I felt r really, really, like, uh, cleaned out afterwards, and uh, it was really strong. Mm -hmm. felt, I felt it was really strong, and it was also really hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would recommend, uh, if you didn't do it, I would recommend you should do it, definitely. Mm. You look different too. Now you look like an idol. Oh, thank you. I like the hairdo. Yeah, uh, it's the repentance master. <laughs> you guys are always such a good salesman. <laughs> okay, uh, very good. Thank you for the input. Anyone else? Yes, you too. Uh, thank you, Master. Uh, Christopher has some additional comments he wants to make. Um, he says, the reason I ask is because sometimes these thoughts would become so strong that I find it best to stop meditating 
Yes, I perform 88 Buddha repentance often as well. These negative thoughts actually arise during Buddha recitation or mantra recitation while sitting in full lotus. But the more I bear these unpleasant memories, anger would then arise, and I would then find people to vent about injustices, which puts me at risk of violating precept of harmful speech. Okay. So he's not perfect yet. Welcome <laughs> to our village. <laughs> uh, oh my God, life is so complicated, isn't it? Always uh, oh, this or that. Is that you think you got it made, and all of a sudden something else pops up. Okay. Yahweh Mountain. Thank you, Master. Um, s several of the, the methods that you said were uh, not the optimal, such as like uh, reasoning or saying the Buddha's name are things that I rely on now. And uh, I hope to be more like cutting it off immediately. Um, okay. But what I wanted to ask was, um, how do you guard the virtuous mind without thinking? I don't know. What's a virtuous mind? One that relies and stays in virtue. Like, for example, I'll give, I'll give real examples. Okay, so uh, I was fearful the other day, and I felt like uh, the fear was overtaking me. Uh, and I was starting to say the Buddha's name, and, and I felt like a, it was like actually like, you know, poisoning my, my process, my mental processes. Like I was just like, it was like generating negative thoughts. How is like, it virtuous? Huh? How is it How virtuous? It? Oh, that's not virtuous. Cause I'm not relying on the Buddha and I'm not like, and I'm not, I'm not, not fearful, you know, I'm not being fearless. And so, so that's not virtuous. Yeah, no. You agree. You guys, the rest of you agree that there is his, his definition of virtuous, virtuous. Being virtuous? Let me give you a definition for you to help your reduce your thinking, your debates inside of your head that's going on constantly. And I go back to the, the topic, okay? Uh, being virtuous for your reference, reference, is to deliberately take a loss in order to benefit others. Meaning you have to suffer, ultimately. Being virtuous requires you to choose to suffer, to choose to take a loss in order for others to benefit, to gain benefits. Okay? I don't like Master Xinhua's definition. Virtue says something is hidden, you cannot see. So be it. 
is hidden or whatever, but I need you to understand there's an action behind it. It's not like, okay, I don't want you to see, therefore I'm virtuous. Baloney. That's too Chinese for me. We Americans are very specific. You're virtuous because you're willing to take a loss. You are taking a loss. You're choosing to take a loss so that she can benefit. As opposed to worldly people whose every single act they deliberately do is in order to benefit themselves. There's nothing virtuous about that. All right, let me go back to this and you, you think about it, my friend. Okay. Um, let me go back to this. this uh, where were we again? Okay, you have all these things that happen. Okay, and it's a very good question. This, this lady here, so experienced, that's why you want to talk to her. Okay, she will never uh, uh, run out of things to talk to you about after 80 years, 100 years of practice. Never mind, I will not reveal your age. But it's, it's so interesting. He said, before I, had, I, was, I was focused, anything that happened, I recite the Buddha's name. Now, and then even to the point where even Master says, these four two hands and eyes is, is, a, is a fantastic gift for you. I would not even practice it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm Buddha only. And now all of a sudden, she's doing mantras. She took us, you know, a step further by reciting great compassion mantra. Still no hands and eyes, by the way. Okay, she has, she's a principal woman. <laughs> okay, uh, so Master said what, whatever Master says, I have my principles. <laughs> All right. When she describes those states, this is so interesting to me. That's what's happening to you, to us, that is a natural thing. Okay? For her, for example, before to say, okay, if I have a problem, Amitofo, like a Chinese. Whatever happened, Amitofo. And they're afflicted, I say, Amitofo. Okay? Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the best thing. Okay, it's more like a exhalation and complaining. I made over. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, whereas now she says sometimes I made over. Sometimes it's Yao uh, Shi Sometimes the message master mantra. Sometimes it's it's a, a great compassion mantra. You know why? Because her mind naturally gravitates towards it because it works better at that moment than the Buddha's name. Okay? For example, because of the way she's taught, she's trained, if she sees, for example, a dead bird, she's not, not, not going to recite, uh, it's not going to do anything for the dead bird. But naturally, she'll recite Amitofo. She'll recite the rebirth mantra. Yes? It's natural. So that's why, that's why your mind 
your Buddha nature knows what's best. This is why uh, you, we all need to be grateful to Master Shenhua. He's not here to teach us only Pure Land, only Chan, only Mantra, and all those things. Okay? So that's why you don't have to worry about why is it I'm not single-minded anymore? Now my mind is, is chaotic. No, your mind is still and it will choose to recite whatever it wants to recite given the circumstances. That's all. Okay? Hmm. Yes, Wei Mountain. Uh do different mantras have different uh, qualities and powers based on the, uh, uh, the vows of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas who shared them to us? What happened to him? I look at him and now I see a different man. You feel the same way? I'm sorry, I'm, very, I'm easily distracted by... I went to Peru last week. By Marx. <laughs> Peru? Oh. Yeah, I just came back from Peru. Machu Picchu. Yeah, I went to Machu Picchu. It was cool. Mm, we should all go there. Wow, yeah. something different about him is like he's enlightened or something. Like, you know, this is when the Beatles went to India, you know, and came back and enlightened or something. You know, or Steve Jobs went to the ashram, came back and invented the iPhone. <laughs> Whatever, okay? And so, like, he went to Machu Picchu. Definitely worth a trip, guys. There's something different about him now. He's like, he looks like a guru, a handsome guru. <laughs> well, it's very nice of you, Master. Thank you. No, I'm Say just that. merely observing him, asking for feedback. You agree? It's something different about him, no? Even on video, this is only 720p, right? Oh, 10, 1080. Anyway, it, it's, he looks different. I don't know. I know he's improved, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to see if it's from Machu Picchu or from the food or whatever. Okay, it's so cool. Do it more often. So what is the question again? Excuse me. Uh, the, the different qualities of the mantras that we have, is it based on the vows of the Bodh, uh, Bodhisattvas and Buddhas who share them to us? Yeah, they are, they are, uh, what happened is those Buddha, those Bodhisattvas, uh, they have to, they're trying to help uh, their people, so that's why they devised these things, these mantras, in order to help their followers. Uh, so, for example, one in Bodhisattva, uh, uh, gave us the Great Compassion Mantra because it's given to him by the uh, One in Buddha. One in Buddha. One in Buddha gave him that mantra and that's how One in, Bo One in Bodhisattva uses the mantra to help us nowadays. So the Buddha saw already uh, beforehand. He saw that one in Bodhisattva later would use the mantra to save his followers. You see? So all the, the things as mantras that were transmitted to us are from the Buddhas and the Bodhisattvas in order to help us 
Okay. And so, so these great beings have the, the, the foresight to see it already. Yeah. So very much like Master Xinhua, when, when I was at his temple, they didn't transmit to, you know, he didn't, the, I was not officially transmitted at hands and eyes. I was allowed to watch how it's transmitted. I was allowed to then, uh, and I will never forgive him for this, okay? this affront. <laughs> I'm not good enough for you to transmit it to, to me, right? Uh, you pay, let me assure you, um, for this insult. Anyway, so I was only allowed to watch how it's transmitted to others, and then I can use that knowledge to supervise my boys to make sure that they do it properly. So I don't never got the official transmission, by the way. Okay? So therefore, when I, whatever I transmitted to you, it didn't come from Master Shenhua. Is it clear? <laughs> I don't care what they say. Okay? But well, this is what really happened. Mm. And so, so very much like uh, the, the, uh, the hands and eyes, uh, I was not officially, I never received the official transmission that came from him originally. Okay? But the funny thing is that, should I tell you? No, I don't know you that well. <laughs> you Jing Kung person. <laughs> Funny thing is that when I was a novice, I was still under, under him, okay? Uh, he said, number six, practice number six. Without ever transmitting me number six. <laughs> it's so funny. He came to me and said, do number six, you hear? I, I, I was deciding whether I should tell you which number, okay? But no, I, I'm going to be like... Um, reality TV show. I'm going to tell you, as, you know, as it happened, uh, not uh, trying to... Uh, anyway, so he, he told me to do number six, and of course, you know me, whatever you tell me, I never take it seriously. I have to decide for myself. It works for me or not, or I like it or not. So I ignored it for a while, and then I suddenly realized, oh, this number six here can fix my problem. My dilemma. Okay? So I began to understand what number six is for. Okay? But so, so, I, so I used it and said, hey, it worked, man. This is so cool. Uh, among all the hands as well. Uh, so the, my point is that, uh, is that, is that even though he never transmitted to me, he told me to use it. So that means that I have it already. That's why it was never transmitted to me. Okay? So, believe. It's mine that I gave you. What he has is Master Shenhua. What I gave you is mine. <laughs> so, point number two is that the mantras, they each have their own uses. This is why they're so cool. Okay? Yeah. And that's why you should do hands and eyes as well. Don't stop at your compassion mantra. 
Really compassion mantra is like you, you have a problem and you just have to recite 84 lines until you hit the right line and then, oh, it works. Okay? And maybe at times you don't have enough time to go through 84 lines. The way you recite it is too slow. Okay? Uh, so that's why you have to do the hands and eyes. And point number two, hands and eyes will help your enlightenment. It's very, very, yeah, it's very, it's, it's an incredible gift. And when you get higher, you understand why. Or, yes, way mountain. Turn on the power. Uh, can you hear me? Now, yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, my, my comment was um, related to the topic about, the, about Chan, so it was um, focused on your navel and then the thoughts will come and go, but like the instructions are very simple, so. Yeah, and the mind is like my, my, my first time in full lotus. I just uh, trusted the instructions more than myself, so I was able to sit for thirty minutes my first time. Amen. Yeah, keep it simple. Just just focus. Another way is to focus on your navel, and the thoughts will come and go. Don't do anything. Do nothing at all. That's it. Okay. You don't realize how, you know, this is, the, this is from the, the Chan masters. Uh, the techniques we, we, we gave you actually from this uh, Weiyang uh, lineage training. And uh, it, it's designed for you just to follow the instruction. You don't need to understand. You don't need to follow Chung Yin Sunim's advice and not to go to uh, uh, university, not to go to college. <laughs> That's extra. Okay? You don't have to do that. Go to college. <laughs> Anyone else? Yes, go ahead. Orange shirt. Hi, Master. Um, since uh, practicing here, I think that I've been able to exercise my intuition better. Um, meaning um, connect with it and use it to act. And so I think that in the past I would have intuitions and then to, to make an action or, you know, uh, especially because I'm a creative, um, I kind of rely on that. And then sometimes a second thought will come in and stop me from acting on my intuition. And, and lately I believe that I've been able to kind of let go of that second thought a little bit more, but I feel as if it's still too slow. It takes me a little time before I realize, oh, there's some other thought that's trying to stop me from this first action. I would like to act faster immediately as soon as I have my intuition. 
Is there a way that I, do you think that I could um, access my intuition faster and act on it faster without thinking again? Yeah, there is a way. You want faster, then uh, you have to improve. If you want to act on those intuitions, then you have to have more blessings. Blessings will are necessary for you to have good things happen to you. Without blessings, uh, you won't be able to do it. Okay? So, you have to be proactive. You can't, you know, the, the, way, the way that people teach uh, meditation and so forth is, is um, to me, is, um, is um, not proactive. You have to. You, know, you have to. The first thing when you want to meditate is, uh, or improve your meditation skills, is to generate more blessings. When you generate more blessings, then you have more blessings, and all of a sudden, the instruction become clearer to you, makes sense to you. When I explain to you, it clicks. Okay, and you're able to do it. And and furthermore, furthermore, you can blessings will help you do it faster, and do it more consistently. You have to, to, be, to remember that in order for you to be able to do it, you're using up your blessings. So it's a catch-22 that we have in meditation. Uh, if you want to meditate, you need to have blessings. As you soon you're able to cross your legs in full lotus, it hurts like hell but using up blessings like hell as well. And then in that process, you endure, then you generate even more blessings than before, which enables you to cross your legs longer, which use up a lot more blessings like hell. And then it hurts even more like hell than before. And then you generate more blessings. That's what enables you to sit longer. Okay? You see? It's, a, it's, a, it's a cyclical. It, it reinforces each, uh, itself. That's a brute force way the Hinayana people teach their followers. So that's why the Asians, the way they teach meditation is make it, they prefer to make it mystical when you say, just do it. Okay? We dissect it for you because you're all a lot more skeptical than the typical uh, sheepish Asians. You are more American Asians, <laughs> Asian Americans, or American Asians, whatever you want to call yourself. Okay, so that's why I'm telling you. Before this is the blunt truth, the 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 the, the total truth. Never mind. Uh, uh, you need to have blessings to cross your legs, and because when you cross your legs, all these blessings. Poof, they evaporate. Okay? And then because you cross your legs and you endure more pain, okay, for one or two minutes, you generate so many blessings. Okay? 
Now you have these blessings up here, which enable you to sit a little bit longer, which use up them up already. And then, because you sit a little bit longer, more than you're supposed to, you generate more blessings. So it enables you to sit even longer. It's a self-feeding cycle. You have to create blessings first. And it's not by simply paying 40 bucks to sit, to sit for an hour. That doesn't work. It costs you a lot more than 40 bucks to sit one minute longer in full lotus, let me tell you. All right? And so, so that's it. Uh, but we can't tell you, newcomers, that you need more blessings than you because as soon as you hear it, you say, how much? Uh, then the answer you, you will not like is that more than you can afford. Guess what? Your blessings ran out. Time is up. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. See you next time. God, we can't even finish one slide. Are we doing more slides for this or no? Yeah. We are? Oh, I'm glad. Mm.